Hello out there today. Welcome to our podcast today. This is Coach EJ, the brand. And this is Coach Aaron, the source. Okay, today's topic, guys. What's a championship or champion's mentality? You know, we talk a lot about the mechanics of what athletes should be doing, and we've got you know, there's so many different ways to get there and modalities and, you know, there's metrics and all these other things. But, you know, I, me and EJ always talk about what separates guys at the highest levels is their mental approach. And there's been, I don't know, there's just a lot of cues for me to talk, for us to talk about this kind of prompted me to bring it up. I was um, looking at... Um, on TV, and I think it was um, going through 30 for 30 or something like that, and it talked about, you know, they always have those championship sort of runs with the Detroit Pistons. I think that was one of them, and talked about Michael Jordan and his championship mentality. You know, obviously, he had one, and, and then even just some of the stuff in the recent news. Now, you know, we're not necessarily always trying to do what's topical because it's already overdone but I think it also relates to the 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 topic that was hot last week the whole uh I think it was Katie Taylor and um god I think it, Angel Katie. Reese the oh. LSU basketball player the Island LSU basketball players and I think a lot of that comes full circle and and championship mentality covers a lot of different things and I think um that's one aspect of it that you can kind of maybe chalk that whole thing up to uh, whichever side you're on. But anyway, that's kind of where we're going to go today, guys, is 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 what does it take from the mental standpoint uh, to be a champion and how to put yourself in that state? Um, and again, EJ, you actually just mentioned with uh, playoffs coming up, yeah. first round of the NBA finals. And so I think it's a good time to talk about it and maybe not just look at, you know, how many three point shots that Curry makes, but look at, uh, hey, how's this guy, you know, navigating this space and this time mentally? You know, what can you see? What can you take from that? And again, not just Curry, but anyone else, you know, there's going to be some, there's going to be a spectrum. Some guys are going to rise. Some guys are going to fall. Why is that? Um, so anyway, I thought it was a pretty good subject for for the time. I think it's a great subject, Aaron. Um, boy, I tell you, last two weeks we've had a lot of stuff go on in the world of sports. Like you said, NCAA women's final, the men's final. Uh, we've got the NCAA baseball, kind of midway through the season. But the championships and playoffs are coming up. Like D two, D three are going to happen. Um, you've got the Warriors making their run. Um, and all the NBA championships. But, you know, I saw this special, Aaron, on Reggie Jackson. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I love that. I mean, man, I mean, what a good, um, just well, hey, just a excellent documentary on him and misunderstood in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah, misunderstood. And now you know where he's at, you know, and that's that championship mentality man this guy was a you know i mean he was in the 70s man a lot going on in oakland at that time a lot of pressure on him and 
going to New York and all kinds of stuff, but the mentality of these guys. And if you ever listen to Draymond Green's uh, podcast, mm-hmm. and, you know, I just think about all these athletes are going through this mentality and what they're thinking. Common denominator, Aaron, is that they rise to the occasion. They embrace this mentality of, I want to be the world champion. I want to be the best. And they will sacrifice. And the first thing they've always mentioned, all these guys, and especially when you just mentioned the Detroit Pistons and Michael Jordan, they always mentioned the team first. Yeah. It was always about, how do I help us win? I want to win. And to me, championship mentality is about collectively coming together and trying to strive for one goal, and that is to win a championship and to put all your personal individual stuff aside and go for that that last trophy that makes you the best. I think that's the first thing, Aaron, is that you think of the team first. It's mentality. We want to win. We're together. And I think that's important, man. That's the one common thread that I've saw in this championship mentality with these guys. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's, like you said, that's a common trait. Um, I want to pare it back down to the individual. Okay. Okay. And, and just kind of look at, you know, what does it take to have that mentality? Because again, I think it's something that may be innate, innate in some of us as athletes, but I also think it's fostered by the environment or it can be learned or trained. Um, and and for and the reason why I want to take that approach is because we've got a young a lot of younger athletes who have to or may have to develop that championship mentality. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, I grew up in an era or at least an area where sports was re- equated to war. <laughs> you know, yes. oh, right. a lot of you know analogies uh, that war that were war and sports were similar and you took that same type of approach and uh and i don't know if that is is prevalent or that's taught anymore with a lot of kids because of you know again we can go back to the whole participation award sort of thing you know everybody has value kind of the whole touchy-feely you know let's not make anyone feel bad sort of era that maybe some of the kids have have grown up in versus the hey you know sports is can be is really black and white when you look down to it you know you can take all the little nuances out of it and say oh yeah you played a great game you did your best but there's a winner and there's a loser second place is the first place loser and that's just kind of how it is but that's okay that's sports and so i don't know if that mentality is fostered as much anymore so there may be a lack of urgency or maybe lack of aggression um with with athletes and so i'm just wondering you know how how do athletes navigate that because and again to go back to a recent topic the whole iowa lsu basket women's basketball thing and you know i think people were were clutching their pearls because of the trash talk you know and now obviously they made it a kind of a a racial thing at one point too and 
and some of these other things. And again, I'm not going to get into that, but you know, my feeling is, is this, um, you know, if sport is war and sport is kind of a manifestation of, of physical aggression, mm-hmm. um, then trash talk is kind of a um, logical extension to that. You know, yep. because just like in combat, emotions run high, your your their feelings are a lot different. There's a lot more aggression, a lot more testosterone, all that stuff going around. And so I think that's just kind of something that's primal to us as humans that kind of comes out. And, you know, you can look back and look at the history books and see all this stuff about Queensberry rules and all that stuff. But, I, you know, who, who knows? It's, uh, I just think there... I'm with you. I, I, you know, I look at it like this. <laughs> There's a lot of bad words in sports. And if you're not hearing them, that means you're not playing at a high enough level. Uh, yes. Because when you get to the highest level, there's a lot of shit talking. There's tons of it. And and, and the greats do it all the time. Larry Bird, big S talker. Michael Jordan, big S talker. Track and field, I had guy, there's this guy called Michael Sanford. He was one of the fastest guys in the world at one time. This guy, during the beginning of the race, walked across every lane to every competitor and said, who's going to get second today? <laughs> now, so I, I don't know. I'm a neighborhood kid. That stuff doesn't bother me. You know, yeah, like, I, right. that, that was just, you know, when you were playing on the streets, you talked S all the time. And yes. you know, it, and it just—it's just funny to me how some people are taken aback by that. When why don't you just go out and listen to how these kids talk at lunchtime, who aren't athletes, <laughs> and all the curse words and f this and yeah. mf and b and da da da. You know, I, just the the language in in some of these kids' everyday life is a lot worse than what you're hearing on the court now. Some athletes use that as as kind of a, a way to pump themselves up and then also as a way to take guys out of their game. You know, right. everyone is different. So I just think it's it's part of the the emotional outlet that we all kind of have and is ex- expressed differently for each athlete. You know, I wasn't an S talker, but in, I didn't verbally say anything, but in my head, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get these MFers today. Absolutely. <laughs> that was, you know, and I mean, this guy, this that guy on the mound, that MFer ain't gonna strike me out today, uh, you know? So I, I think it goes along with that championship mindset. It's just that maybe it's expressed differently. And, and as long as you can turn it on and turn it off, and as long as you're not, you know, when the game is over, the game is over. And you can, like I said, turn that off and, and not carry that over into anything after that and shake guys' hands and say, hey, good game, whether you win or lose. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that's part of the championship mindset. That's where, you know, athletes are emotionally raising themselves to the next level. Because again, after all the training, after all the technical work, 
it really comes down to this up here. And a lot of coaches and athletes will say, oh yeah, you gotta have heart. Well, the heart follows the mind. Right. The body follows the mind. So I, I, I don't really see it as bad a thing as, um, you know, most. Agreed. The heart and mind work together, Aaron, in a championship mentality. What I find is that our athletes these days on and a whole, just in a whole, we're not saying every athlete, they don't compete all the time. And growing up in the era that I did, when guys competed, they competed hard, no matter what their ability was. Yeah. And they gave you everything they had. And we held each other accountable for that. And it was part of our mentality individually to hold ourselves to a high standard to be ready to compete and have that mentality. That's how championships are won. And to go back to what you said, individual championship mentality, you had a pride in yourself that you didn't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. That if you didn't <laughs> compete, if you didn't compete, you were being embarrassed. But if you competed, it's like, hey man, you gave your best effort, man. You didn't embarrass yourself. You didn't quit. Right. And I see these days as we train athletes, and the other day you and I were setting, sitting at 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 the front of, of game speed, and we were looking at all the uh uniforms and we we're going, look at that uniform, that uniform, look at Crawford, look at Stevenson, look at Carter, all these guys that we're saying that Romanowski, all these guys, and we said, man, they're just champions. They have that mentality that they can't be beat individually. And I think that's important. These athletes today don't know how to compete individually. It's like, it's all right to, to get after it. And then after the game, shake their hands. That's part of sport, part of sport. That's part of a championship mentality is your sportsmanship after the game. When you line up, you shake their hands. Good job, good job. It's a matter of respect. Championship mentality has respect there too, Aaron. Right, exactly. And that gets and that gets pushed to the side, you know? Like it's all right to be tough in the game and compete and get after it. Cause like you said, your emotions are high. They should be high. You're elevating your game to its best. You've trained all this time to give your best effort. That's part of the championship mentality. It's a mindset that you have. And when athletes train, they must have this championship mentality when they train, because the more they get into that, that place of high emotional state, they become comfortable with it when it's time to compete. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I, I, I completely agree. And I think because there may be a little bit of an emotional disconnect, um with some athletes the way they're kind of brought up in sport that they don't necessarily are able to make that switch especially when you start to get into highly competitive sports now you know i'm not proud to say this but as a youngster i was that kid on the mound tears streaming when right. i was getting struck i was getting balls called or strikes called balls because i was that intensive a competitor and emotionally and that was emotionally you know emotionally engaged that's on the 
wrong end of the spectrum, but my parents talked to me and said, hey, look, you know, it's, it's a game, da-da-da, you need to control yourself, you know, and, and that was one of the life lessons I learned, but I was just so passionately, you know, wanted to win and do well. Um, I had, I couldn't at that age keep my emotions in check. Right. But, and, but you know, now I think, you know, I've seen an era where a lot of that emotion is just taken out of it. It's like, you know, yeah, this really doesn't matter. And, you know, um, yeah, you did your best, but you're not always going to, you know, if you understand what I'm saying, it's kind of, it's kind of soft shoot a little bit. And, and yeah. there's kind of like these built in excuses for losing. And I don't know if that's, that's part of it. And I don't know if I'm articulating it, you know, correctly, but I, I think because our athletes aren't fully invested. And again, you know, I think it's parents and coaches job to keep them in the guidelines of what's appropriate. Right. But allow them to still put their all into something. And then at the end, what after the results, give them the perspective of, okay, hey, you know what? You guys lost, but this was your best game of the season, you know, or you did these things correctly that we were working on, you know, um, to kind of round that whole thing out for them. Uh, I think the kids don't know how to really engage. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, yeah. for instance, you know, we talk about mental toughness. We have our whole podcast on how do you put the fight in the dog? Right. Um, and there's a couple others that we've done that are related to this. And and intensity, you know, how do you how do you get an athlete to be intense in their workouts? And I think that's a that's it's a behavior that at the lower levels that has to be, I think, fostered and honed correct or, you know, and built correctly. But at the highest levels, it's a skill. It's a, at the highest levels, it's a skill. And right. I don't expect everyone to understand that because not everyone's been at the highest levels. Right. If you have, and I have, and I've worked with a lot of other athletes at the highest levels. And that's a mentality that is a skill. For instance, I work with a lot of fighters. Andre Ward, right. nicest guy you can meet. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what? That dude, when he gets in the ring, has a mean streak that <laughs> you wouldn't want to run into him in a dark alley. Nope. You know? Um, Bill Romanowski, notoriously <laughs> yes. highly competitive guy, mean streak nasty on the field but in person very nice guy almost quiet <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. there, there's this kind of Jekyll and Hyde you know to some of these very high performing athletes when that competitive switch is turned on and they take that emotional energy and they channel it and they, it, it helps them focus and it helps them be, stay on task and it right. helps them overcome adversity. And again, you can't just formulaically say, okay, well, if you stride here and you hold your hands here and you, you know, everyone's looking for that kind of stuff. And, and then <laughs> every, those are just the mechanics. There's right. 
be some emotion. There's got to be some intent to what you do to get the optimal performance out of your body. Because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to stretch the limits of the body. And, and I know everyone likes the science. They want to chase the science. But there's a human component to why science will always chase art. Ooh, China. Science is always trying to explain the incredible. It's not the other way around. And I they can only take an educated guess. Hey, you couldn't have said it any better, man. I agree with you 100%. You know, and your phrase, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want everybody to listen to this closely. Science cannot chase art. Well said, my man. Science chases art. Science chases art. Exactly. Yeah. Science chases art. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to say, man. That's like a mic drop right there, man. That's scary. That's that's scary because Aaron, you know, at the end of the day, we're looking for in that championship mentality, that athlete's competing at its highest. And you couldn't have said any better when when you're trying to perform a task in any sport. It's about your innate competitive competitive spirit to do your best in that moment. And there's there's no way you can start thinking about mechanics or the science of any type of activity you're trying to master at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just think, you know, parents, you know, there's no, I think again formula on how to go about this approach but maybe first thing is have a conversation with the kid about you know hey what do you think about competition mm. you know what do you see competition as you know maybe define it uh, have them define it and kind of see where they're at on that spectrum and and maybe have that talk where they you say hey you know during competition you can have these it's okay to have these emotions you got to keep them within in check within the rules of the game and proper decorum and you know all right. of that uh, so you don't let you know them get away from you and get out of hand and and ruin and tarnish the sport but it's okay to have those feelings now let's look at what else happened you know in the game what are what, besides some of the bad things that happened what are some of the good things that also happened and maybe you guys won but it doesn't mean you have to, you know, trash talk after the game. You can put that aside and now say, hey, guys, good game. Right. You know, so and that's all sportsmanship. That's all, uh, you know, being an athlete, it's life. Um, because, again, I just don't know. I mean, you, you've got to, again, I, I keep saying this term, got to be emotionally invested and the things that you do and if you're kind of dispassionate about it you're not going to get you're not going to get the optimal performance out of your body you're not going to get the optimal out of you in anything you do so we're not robots we're not automatons and and again being able to do the mechanics is only one part of it and that's where you know like i said the art comes in art is a, a expression emotions are expression to me sports are are an expression of yourself as an athlete right so to put a governor on that or to mute that um i don't know if it serves the full development of the athlete 
and reaching their their fullest potential. Well said. Well said. Well, on that note, Aaron, <laughs> those competitive notes. Um, hey, I'm glad all of you listened to us today. And please give us some feedback on any subject you want to hear. But again, this is Coach EJ, the brand. And it's Coach Aaron, the source. We'll see you.